This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Video on. We're all good. Uh, this week brought to you by my bookie. Uh, use code ROPES. Get up to one thousand dollars of your deposit matched. We will uh, we will plug them heavily later as this is March Madness season, college basketball, best weekend of the year. I dig it. Chris, maybe not so much. Chris, is that is that what's going on with the background right, there? The, ba- it's, the background it's, is like it, it's the, not it's, just you've been co-opted by the university of virginia i am a university of virginia alum i root for them wholeheartedly in march madness yes this is as if i were doing a press conference after a game yes uh for those watching on the uh on the youtube which we just started last week chris feeling a little bit sensitive after uh after some of the comments made why People say I, I can't believe he has long hair. I can't believe he looks like Seth Rollins. I can't believe Seth Rollins and Jack Evans had a baby. <laughs> he's a he's a lot weirder than I thought he'd look. <laughs> I didn't realize what Chris ever looked like. Your big head, Hawkins, is always on screen with Fightful. I didn't real I didn't realize, but now see Chris looks like a matinee idol. He looks pretty. He's shaved. Yeah, people. yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I was gonna say shaved. Uh, I just. I got compared to Seth Rollins, and I just – I don't get it. Cause, I mean, my laugh, which is a very normal laugh, sounds nothing like, ha, 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 ha. I, I don't laugh like, ha, 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 I don't laugh like that. You know, it's, it's, it's hurtful. There's a lot of negativity in, in the video game these days, huh? <laughs> Uh, well, we gave you a two-hour Shake Them Ropes, possibly the longest Shake Them Ropes we've ever done. Rob McCann. And Hawkins was like, oh, I don't want to go longer than two hours on today's episode, and I wanted to go three hours. So we need feedback from the listeners. Hot How long talking. does this show need to go? We, yeah. I can do hot pockets. I can actually be cooking. I could be doing something else while we talk wrestling. We could discuss how I make my sauces. Well, Rob McCarron's rolling in his grave because he always wanted to keep the show under an hour. So it's always one of those funny things when we start expanding the show. Yes. Uh, by the way, if you'd like to send a nice tweet to at Peacock TV, say, hey, would you like to talk to Jeff about the WWE deal? You can use my candidate number one eight nine eight nine seven seven. I'd appreciate it. I got the Fightful Peeps working on that. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, this network, not lighting the world on fire, going over to Peacock right now in terms of uh, functionality, but we'll see about that. I, I did hear some feedback on my idea about the continuous feed of just wrestling matches that you can go in and out of that are all between you know 10 and 20 minutes of length and a lot of people seem fairly fond of that idea. Something simple, 
pop it on when you're done pop it off it's just an easy thing to have on in the background i have it i have it on my list because i i have like a big compendium from different people brandon thurston from uh wrestlenomics Meltzer, i talked to talked to sean ross sap talked to you Oh, oh! Talk drop some names here, and then slide woo, me in just woo. just to completely. I always small talk town to you, me. though. I mean, it, it's. <laughs> what? Oh, oh no, 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 no! Uh, please put me in a further minor league. You know what am I? I'm now. I'm in single A ball. You're like Meltzer, Mister Major League over here. No, who I can talk to, whatever I want. I'm just saying. I'm going around to various sources to get ideas because I was taking this seriously and trying to do research. I dropped names in there. I admit it. I'm sorry. I did. You know, I, I don't want to do that, but uh, just to I the- met Meltzer once. I was high out of my mind with Joe Lanza. <laughs> yeah, at uh, Kaiju Big Battle in Dallas. Right? Yeah, yeah, Kaiju Big yeah. Battle. When I crashed the uh, VIP section that I definitely did not pay to her tickets. <laughs> Uh, we may not or may not have a guest next week. We will see how that goes about. But uh, let's get into some mystery. Of the news. We're a little light on news, so this will be interesting. But some of the things to talk about are kind of they're not important, but they're interesting. Charlie Caruso, no longer on WWE television, has been taken off. Apparently, there's some heat on her for our friends at Fightful for being late to interview segments to be done. Particularly with Sheamus and Randy Orton. Guess which half of that uh, was complaining. But uh, look, once Charlie Caruso got the ESPN gig, this is this is the fun money for her right now. This is the go out to eat money for her to me. And you knew she was always gonna have an eye on the Real Sports Network. After that, to me, I I like Charlie Caruso a lot. I was shocked that they hired a brunette for the job at the time. Uh, I think she could have given a lot more than she was able to do. Always good on those panel shows, in my opinion. I thought she was rock solid on those, keeping things flowing. Ironically enough, got her job in WWE after going to, a, I believe, a 2016 SmackDown taping as the guest of one Tony Khan, vice president, or <laughs> head honcho over at AEW, so I'd keep an eye and, out for and that. And now on-screen character after uh, this week's yes. elevation. We might be able to talk about that. Uh, we I can find talk this, about that scene. I find this petty. It's, this reeks of pettiness. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about if it's perpetual lateness, if it's perpetual keeping things up. I could understand that a little more. I had understand also, on the other hand, I could understand the more negative, cynical version where... Vince just wants to put the growing star in her place and let her know who really made her, which is ridiculous. She's, if you've watched any episodes where she hosts first take, she handles Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman uh, exquisitely. So she's used to dealing with big egos. I think she's going to jump to ESPN and probably be able to have that second gig at AEW with no heat on her. So, uh, you know, happy to have had her around, but uh, any thoughts? Look, uh, whenever you get a job backstage as the interviewer person, hey, whatever happened to that British guy? Remember when we did like 10 minutes on the British guy? Well, the Irish guy, you good... mean, from last week? Yeah, the Irish guy. <laughs> what happened to him? He was gone a week and a half. It is said that he was hired to replace Charlie. 
Oh. So we just don't have him on screen yet, and we're holding him to the side? Uh, I'm guessing they didn't like his I'm guessing they didn't like how he did week one. So he's going into doing multiple reps before he's brought back on TV to become a lifeless automaton asking. Yeah. So last week you uh, attacked so-and-so. How do you feel? How do I feel? (laughs) So, yeah, uh, I believe he's probably getting coached up by Michael Cole right now. Like right now, like like this, like that time. as you and I are talking, yes, like as, yes. as I am speaking words right now, as the viewer is watching this, even if they're watching it at two different times, that's how intense the training <laughs> is for that poor man. Yes, yes, wow. and they're trying to get rid of his accent at the same time, probably too. Yeah. Oh, well, here's here's uh, something we're gonna have fun with, Chris. Here's here's okay. the fun. Announced as hosts for this year's WrestleMania, co-hosts, Titus O'Neil and Hulk Hogan. I will give you the floor first on this one. Uh, I just, I think it's an unbelievably strong pairing. Hulk Hogan (laughs) is an all-time icon, still has a lot to offer on the mic. I, I mean, think of all the great Hulk Hogan speaking appearances we've had since the year 2015 and imagine what he's going to bring this year to WrestleMania. Hopefully he can do, I'd like a few minutes maybe on black lives matter and where race is in America generally coupled with maybe about five minutes or so on the pandemic and things that he's learned about the pandemic and how we can better interact with one another. And I think that'd be a really great uh, open to the show, and Titus can be there, of course, the entire time. Think it's gonna be a great healing moment for our country? Do you? Uh, heal H E A L or H E E L? Oh, hominids, you have, you have got me again. What a cynical move! What an absolute look. I get Titus is a Florida football guy, but they never use him. They never use him for anything other than PR and to send him out as a representative of the community, et cetera, et cetera. So you they dropped the whole Titus brand thing and they gave it to Robert Stone. Uh huh. And 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 MVP sort of. So you match him with Hogan because we're really trying to rehabilitate that image. Still hasn't really apologized or (laughs) really just supplicated himself. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and, and it's really kind of a head-scratcher why Vince feels the need to rehabilitate Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan as a character doesn't really connect with this generation. I, I'd argue Hulk Hogan as a character didn't really connect with Generation Z, all of whom are now entering into their late teens at the absolute youngest or now into their 20s. Uh, so Hulk Hogan... He's not going to be this cartoon character in 2020 and beyond. Hulk Hogan's not coming back in the ring. God help us. Uh, One last run, brother. I still got a few more things to show these young whippersnappers. Edge can do it. I'm better than Edge. (laughs) Yeah, I'm better. Well, then they showed Edge getting that moment where he was tag team champions with Hulk Hogan. Because, again, we got to rehabilitate Hulk Hogan. I don't see... Obviously, the morality of this is completely warped, which is why I've been, you know, riffing on it and mocking it dryly throughout here. I want to now move to the business side of this, where I don't see the business sense. 
I in rehabilitation. Okay, explain to me what's the point of rehabilitating Hulk Hogan from a business side. What's your demo? Oh, okay. It, it, it's uh, he Vince now thinks since my demo is the olds, I'm gonna bring back Hulk Hogan. The thing to get people to watch Peacock is to get all those lapsed fans back, and he's the most recognizable, other than The Rock, who may or may not come back. He was our Austin. brand for that. Austin. Yeah, Austin. Austin. Yeah. Austin. No, too. The, 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 no, 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 no. There's no contest here between Hogan and Austin. I agree. Uh, Austin connects way better with your demo because Austin is now about the same age as your demo. So it's it's not like looking at uh, your dad. Uh, and I'm talking about this from the demo standpoint, the WWE demo of 50 and up. It, your your aging father who's maybe retrograde in some of their views or whatever. Austin is cool, way better on some of his views. Talking um, about my most, father? What was no. <laughs> no, no? Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not your father. Uh, I mean, hell, you know, hey, let's put fathers to the side here real quickly. Okay. Austin is way better as a host because he's like a peer um, rather than Hogan who is like a – father slash grandfather type figure okay but keep in mind vince is 20 years behind everybody else so in his mind hulk hogan is, is a peer is well no he's the he was the image of he's the thing that lapsed fans because austin's still current because he's 20 years behind so hogan's the you know the rosetta stone of lapsed fandom and if we could just we can just bring him back, then all those adults who enjoyed him as youths and whatnot will, will come back with their families, and they'll watch this launch of Peacock, and it's going to be very important. Now, for me, I'm Vince, in a comedic way. I'm hoping he called ASCAP and said, yeah, see how much, uh, see how much that song Ebony and Ivory that the kids love, how much it's going to cost for them to <laughs> on. see if we can do a duet on there. Titus, can you sing? Uh, <laughs> it, it, I, if I'm going down this rabbit hole with you, uh, it, I, I hope that Vince called the NAACP and <laughs> so, tried to get an award given to him the same way he got like a COVID safety award, like some sort of racial awareness award for pairing Martin Luther Hulk King Hogan Jr. And- <laughs> award. You know he's going to want that. On his continuing, continuing hosting excellence. You know, that that's interesting. Uh, it made me think of something. You remember Titus isn't exactly high on Vince's, <laughs> Vince's love list either because of the whole grabbing incident during that the one time. grabbing too. incident. That's, that, so that's why they've always had this very weird relationship with yeah. him ever since where he gets awarded by like magazines and he gets recognized because he is a really good and decent and awesome guy. Yeah, what um, are you in doing in wrestling? Make this decent. Get out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah, he, you know, outside of wrestling, he does like a lot of like charity work and that sort of thing. I, but I, I, now that you mentioned that, I know exactly what we're talking about the grabbing incident. Yeah. Uh, and Vince is exactly the type of person who, even though that was what like five years ago, and we call even it an more, incident. I think. I think it was. Like I, seven it, yeah, or eight. it might have been six or seven. Yeah, 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 a long time ago. But it is that and sliding under the ring. 
going into that battle royal. That was a fantastic moment, though. That wasn't his fault, necessarily. <laughs> but continue. No, no, but, like, it's those are two moments where Vince never looks at you the same. Yeah. And never takes you seriously ever again. Yeah. NXT had a COVID outbreak, which kind of limited their talent for Wednesday, if you notice. They, I think they only used nine people total. Triple H, not at the tapings either because of contact tracing. It just, <laughs> it just makes the mania thing make no sense to me. I, I don't know. I'm, uh, I don't want to get in. Get everybody in there and get the shots. You have the money to do that. Just have, buy a private company and have them come in and inoculate everybody as opposed to going through the state. If you had, you had the money to, to get yourself made an essential business you have a big old parking lot where they're doing tracing every time you come in and out of there. You could pay for Johnson & Johnson or Moderna or who's the third one? Pfizer. Pfizer to come in, jab all your talent, and you're done with it. It is really maddening and revealing of this company and this company's leadership that they put so much effort into getting declared an essential business, uh, you know, politics, rip aside and all that. They put all this effort into it. And then once they get declared an essential business, they really try to do as little as possible in many different fronts to actually act like a business that is on the front lines and that is running at, at an essential level. If you want to be an essential business, act like one. Get the vaccines. Make sure that everyone's healthy, especially with wrestling, because you are one. Even if you change the wrestling canvas, you're still using a shared general space that's going to have sweat and breathing. Lots of breathing. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean that's that's important, and, and you got all this close contact, and and then you want to run these big arena shows and stuff. So show that you could do that, and You're WWE hasn't. They publicly and, oh, said, and then the other part I wanted to mention, too, is okay. that like you do have these changing strains of the virus that are going around. And if the company is doing this poorly right now on this, uh, it, it makes you wonder how things are going to continue. You publicly say you're not going to provide the vaccines for your talent while running PSAs about everybody getting vaccinated. I, I this I, I wonder if I wonder if doing those PSAs was mandatory. There'd be something very perverse. Ray, you get it? Yeah, here. right. <laughs> can can I maybe get a vaccine shot? No. no. Do that. On, no. Do that on your own time. I want get you to get your own insurance every, and handle your own thing. But they're free. Re, Still not going to provide this them. copy. Take the shot. Get the shot. Take the shot. Take the shot. Get the shot. You know. Hey, can I get the shot? No, Ray. Hey, we have work to do. Hey, hey Vince, <laughs> I'm at television all day. From 8 a.m. to to 10 p.m. By the time I get out of here, none of the clinics are open. None of the places are open. Could you maybe, because I'm spending so much time here at work in close quarters with my fellow people, and we're so concerned, could you could you possibly get some people down here to stick us with needles? No. <laughs> I, uh, that's the thing that's so frustrating with this company, is if you want to be open... During the pandemic, look, I 
I get how businesses want to do that. But if you want to do that, you have to take all the additional steps necessary to run safely. No, no, Otherwise, no, no, no. no. no publicly, publicly, we're going to say get inoculated, get your shots, all that stuff. Privately, we're going to say you're on your own, kids. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, it feels like there's a lot of that going around, too, in addition to the COVID. That's all I got for news. Um not a lot happening in terms of talent and stuff. Although uh, I will not be watching the NWA's comeback pay-per-view on Saturday. I uh, don't see the point. I just, Oh, Dave Marquez is no longer involved with the NWA. That's a deal breaker for me. I like Dave. I, I, I thought he was cool. I thought yeah. he was cool. Uh, uh, what's happening on their pay-per-view? Uh, Nick Aldis versus Aaron Stevens for the NWA title. I believe it's, uh, Thunder Rosa and oh, they're gonna kill me for forgetting who they're who she's going against right now. I want to say Ashley Vox, but I don't think that's right. Is it Serena Deeb? No, no, Serena Deeb's injured, so she's out for a bit while the knee was scoped. But uh, they're they're fighting for the vacant title. Yeah, look, one of the guys from Wildcard was on AEW Dark. They don't have a lot of people. Uh, I, you know, I'm not that interested in Trevor Murdoch anymore. So. Good luck no. to them. I just yeah, I, you know, no, no, I'll check back in at some point. I I really liked, I liked Power. Um, I think the YouTube format was really good though. I think one of the best things that NWA Power had going for it, uh, a common theme in a lot of what I'm talking about with wrestling is put it on YouTube, make it easy for people oh. to watch the show on YouTube, and Power was cool like that. It's it's Thunder Rosa against Camille. Okay. Okay. And I think, yeah, cool. I think it's for the vacant title. That could be legit. I bet you Camille wins it. And I do it's like too. All the yeah, yeah. I, Time I to see what you have with her. Let, let's yeah. do that. And Absolutely. Thunder Rosa is probably on her way to AEW. <laughs> yeah, and, and and then that gives you an opportunity to bring Camille into AEW as well too. And I like look uh, for people who have not seen Camille. If you like Jade Cargill, Jade Cargill versus Camille at some point, or Jade Cargill and Cavill as a tag team. Both of them would make a lot of sense as a feud. Both would be pretty interesting. Brick crap houses, both of them. Uh, let's talk a little AEW, since that's a good segue. Do we want to talk about uh, Dynamite Tony Khan on the microphone? <laughs> Dude, that per- that performance, it was really something. Just be Jim Crockett Jr., be a non-player character, make your statements, don't cut a promo, and get out of there. That's all he has to do. He he does this, like, bug-eye thing yeah. when yeah, when he gets, like, really into it. And uh, I, we all have facializations and mannerisms that we can't fully control that we make. But, you know, you, you, this is a thing that many on-screen performers work on before they ever get on screen. And if you haven't worked on those things and you go on camera and you don't do that a whole lot, uh, sometimes that gets made manifest. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't, uh, I'm trying to find a name here. Oh yeah. Dennis Wolfberg. If you've never saw him do stand up, he had the same kind of bug eye thing going too, but yeah. it was part of his act. I never wanted to do yeah no I can't e- I can't even do it justice like like it's by the way if you've never be- seen Dennis Wolfberg do stand up may he rest in peace go google him he's fantastic I love that dude 
Uh, Tony Khan's like facializations and stuff make sense for a heel, but like he basically can't be a face character, uh, and he shouldn't be on screen at all. Period. And, and this whole Matt Seidel, Michael Nakazawa, <laughs> like it was. This was that elevation show. I got around to watching that because I just needed something to have on the TV show or on the TV. Um, and there's a lot of good wrestling on that show, but the Kenny Omega. Michael Nakazawa, Matt Seidel stuff was more Omega goof. Yeah, it, I, I think I think Paul White's great on the show. I think he knows. His I stuff. really like Paul White. Yeah, that that was actually the big intrigue for me, and that might be enough to get me to watch it again next week because I enjoy the Paul and Tony dynamic. Yeah, we can talk a little bit about Kenny in a second. Uh, let's 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 not uh, let's not bury the lead here. Thunder Rosa and and Britt Baker murder death each other, and I loved every second of it. Now I got in a bit I got in a bit of trouble because I said if Dave Meltzer gives them the full five, then I think he was wrong, or in my opinion, he was wrong about uh, Bailey Sasha Brooklyn, which he only gave four seven. 4.75 to how can you judge somebody's opinion? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, look, I'm just using his standards. I know he doesn't like death matches and stuff, but this was bloody. This was mean. I don't like thumbtacks because I don't think they make sense in wrestling. They're far to me like a CZW type of uh, relic, but yeah, give me, give me some, uh, give me some of the ladies getting into, I, I'm a little still uncomfortable with women uh, showing color. Just a little bit. I mean, I'm really? used to it. I'm used to it more with women's MMA. Don't get me wrong. It's still something that I'm a little kind of like, okay, <laughs> kind of thing. But this match was great. This this was. I mean, <laughs> Reba's taking a shot through the tail. She she'd never do another uh, crutch shot again. But you know, she was fine for foot. She was, but Britt Baker doing that the that first dive out onto the hard floor and just I I adored this Chris what did you think uh Britt Baker's awesome uh she's a total star and this is a star making performance for her she I think she she's has... getting most improved this year probably in the wrestling observer awards I I was never yeah big, I was never huge on her but this one really okay she's well, gonna make this division about own. what's interesting about Britt Baker if you're gonna give her most improved I'm not against that it's just it's hard to really do the timetable here because if you're going to do the timetable with her it starts when she gets on commentary and starts beginning to become a heel with tony shivani and starts really finding the foothold on the role model character because prior to that Britt baker kind of sucked and was sort of pedestrian i, I suck pedestrian right. suck is strong suck is strong but like pedestrian um very yeah like very ho-hum and now like prior who's your tag team partner um who's Britt baker's tag team partner who's over on the indies or in or in uh, In she's in nxt right now chelsea green chelsea green right prior you could you couldn't tell them apart you could tell them apart right right now now if you got Britt baker confused with chelsea green it would seem preposterous. It'd be right. like you hadn't been watching wrestling for the last three years. I'm glad you brought that up because I feel the same way. It was like, well, we have because NXT wasn't interested in Britt Baker, and I think they weren't interested because, well, we got Chelsea Green. 
Right. And, and we have the type already, and they, they're big in a type. So it's, yeah. But, yeah, this was really the first time I really enjoyed a Brit, Brit Baker match. I, it's not that I disliked other ones, but this was the first one I was actively, holy crap, you know, she's phenomenal in this. Yeah, I, I think that there are a lot of good pieces inside of the AEW women's division. And one of the big problems is that they're not paired together very well sometimes, and sometimes in favor of giving other people minutes who I maybe wouldn't give minutes to. Christian cut a promo. Yeah. And it was half good and half, to me, the wrong path to take for his character. Christian is 47 years old. Christian Cage now. Sorry. <laughs> Somebody's... I mean, I, you, could still, Cage. Okay, you could still just call him Christian. I don't get what... Like, you know, we're calling Cody. I know, Cody. I know, I know. Uh, I liked the cement my legacy type thing. Why am I here? I'm here to win the title and cement my legacy. That part's great. 47-year-old work rate guy, Christian Cage, that's a tough sell. And it's possibly over-promising and under-delivering, which is my worry here a bit. I have no issue watching Christian do a match. Don't get me wrong. I have, I kind of have issues just, and this is old school Jeff talking, with work rate promos. There's ways to do it in character. Like the horseman used to go, we're going to get you in there, and at the 15-minute mark, your tongues are going to be hanging out because, oh, you've been lifting their weight, but we know how to wrestle type thing. There's ways to do it in character. And then there's this, which is just, if you've ever been in the ring with me, you know I'd do a good match. No, there's serious greatest wrestling match ever energy going on here. And I like him, but... 47-year-old Christian is not 27-year-old Christian who was jumping off of ladders and getting speared and going through tables and and getting his body battered by the Dudley boys. And nor should he be. Nor, yes. Yeah, he doesn't need to be doing any of that, but he is not going to turn in this work rate match. He's not going to be Kenny Omega. He's not going to be Kenny Omega. Which makes me think maybe, you know, the swerve here is that when he says outwork, he means work in the secondary definition of the word. I hope not. I, I don't, I don't, I want to root for Christian. I don't want him to turn heel and ah, I was tricking you all along type thing. Uh, yeah, I, I know, but I feel like because it feels like they're doing that with Edge as well. We'll get into that. Well, in oh, yeah, no, I think, I think so. I, I actually think that they're both on it. And I wonder if either company is aware that this is happening, but it (laughs) appears that they are both on similar trajectories where they come in seeming like heroes, but at some point along the way here, there will be a a turning moment. I hope not. It's just, it's too easy. You You don't want to root against a 47 year old legend. That's why people never turned on flair, even though he turned heel in at that age when he was still, you know, late into WCW. It, it's, I, I, well, I think that the AEW title would benefit from having a real heel champion instead of a goof heel champion. So I would agree. I, I should, yeah. And if you want, if you wanted to do that with Christian, I would have done that right off the bat. I'm the crazy old guy. Who's just obsessed with winning a world title 
because I never got a world title shot really when I was elsewhere. Don't again, they're, they're doing too much like that. Don Callis shirt to me was inexcusable on dynamite. The one about slap your leg. Don't slap your leg when you kick or whatever it was. I mean, come on, man. I, I get it. I know other people like it for me. Keep that stuff to being the elite. But yes, because because if you are just watching Dynamite and like what if you didn't know about the slapping on the leg thing and you're yeah. a young kid? You're, yeah, you know, you are I won't be like you're killing the business. Oh, that's the Bucks book or whatever. But like you are needlessly revealing key things inside of the program for jokes to pop the guys in the truck, mm-hmm. essentially, and the dudes in the back. Yeah. And that's that's very WCW late era. That is that'll very put butts, 19- that'll put butts in seats. You remember that whole deal? Yeah. Yep. It, yep. I, that's very 1998, 1999 WCW. As talking about the other guys, it's one of those things where it's like, nah, man, exist in your own world. You're cool. You're confident. You got this. Uh, uh, you know, Coke doesn't have to talk about Pepsi. Pepsi has to talk about Coke. Right. Right. Coke's worried about RC Cola making its comeback. <laughs> Look, man, that cherry RC is the bomb diggity. Hey, RC <laughs> is undersold, in my oh, opinion. But that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never used the we term stand. bomb diggity. We stand. Diggity. What am I? I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't old stand that. Old white guy using that term. I apologize profusely. Uh, this would be a good time for an ad break. I'd like to thank our sponsor, my bookie. March is here and the madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with my bookie. Select the winners from 63 tournament games in the my bookie bracket contest for a chance of $10,000 in cash prizes. And it's only a dollar to enter probably a bit late because the games have already started, but nevertheless, there is betting action to be had. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. My bookie has you covered. Sign up today at mybookie.ag and use promo code ROPES, R-O-P-E-S, to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. And make sure you use my promo code so they know I hooked you up. That's promo code ROPES to claim your first deposit bonus. College ball, NBA, NHL, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, my bookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. And with choice from thousands of lines and odds, you can turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. I put a few ducats on Virginia. I think they might lose, but nevertheless, bet responsibly. Do you, are, do you like them? I, I, I kind of do. Uh, okay. I, gave, I gave them enough money. <laughs> Mybookie.ag. I kind of I bought their love with a with a lamb skin skin that I have on my uh, on my uh, or sheep skin on my uh, lamb skins. Condom, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's got, got romantic. I, uh, some people love their school, dude. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Oh, I had nothing else for our AEW that I really was pressing on. Do you have anything? Well, okay. Let's. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll run through okay. a little bit more. MJF's new stable. This promo from MJF was very, very strong. Yes. Uh, l- yes. Like if Sean Spears was not in this group, and it was like anyone else, uh, you know, I'm on board. But even the whole double S, the chairman. I think he could be saved. I think he could be uh, saved. Him as the enforcer. Him as the enforcer. I've been thinking about it, too, where it's like what they need to do is they need to run a big injury angle throughout the entirety of Dynamite, where Spears is the catalyst for all of that. But I thought that MJF did a wonderful job here. 
uh, for whatever issues I have with the inner circle. And I think the inner circle at the end of all this is going to be very much adrift and still have this problem of like, okay, so now we lost to MJF Stable because I think that that's what's going to happen. MJF Stable, Pinnacle, Pinnacle's going to beat the inner circle here. Uh, and, and that's going to be, it's going to be weird as to where the inner circle goes. But Pinnacle, I think, will be fine. I like them a lot. Uh, then we had Matt well, let Hardy. Me, let me let me let me speak on this promo because yeah. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I, it was on my mind. And I, again, I didn't write notes this week, so it's one of those things where I should. I ain't totally setting everybody up. It was pretty darn great, kind of explaining. Okay, here's the thing. Here's why I'm involved. Here's how I'm gonna be. I'm gonna I hang out with winners. These are my winners. The genius of MJF's promo was he started out with that smart alecky type of thing. And I was like, oh, no, here we go. And then he flipped a switch after the ha-ha comedy BS line. And then he went right into the camera and looked into it and started really cutting an angry promo. And I was like, yes, this is the MJF I want. This is the serious MJF bratty heel character that I want now. And I'm here for this. I don't think the inner circle has to lose right away because you have all these individual matches you can have and mix and match. We don't have to go right to war games or what is it? Blood and guts immediately. We can play this out. We can have Sean Spears break Sammy Guevara's arm or something. And I'd be fine with that as an angle, not in reality, but you know, you had the proud powerful versus FTR thing. I think that'll be a fun match. Yeah. You, you have a lot of different moving parts here that you can mix and match for a good year, year and a half before we ever do blood and guts and get rid of the inner circle. Yeah, no, but, but I mean, I think that this is the last ride of the inner circle, which I'm fine with this is what I'm saying here. Okay. I, yeah. And and I like that. Um, the one problem I see right now with AEW, uh, in this little beat here is this week and next week, not, not a ton of intrigue. MJF stuff is cool. Um, but like next week we've got, we got Pinnacle, so it's going to be FTR with Sean Spears against the Varsity Blondes and Dante Martin. I think we know how that's going to go. Um, we have Kenny Omega and Matt Seidel, which is just absolutely ice cold. And this is this is the other thing that's so ridiculous about this. So, Seidel had, if you didn't watch, what's it called? Elevation Dark? Is that Dark the Elevation, name? I think. Dark Elevation. If you didn't watch Dark Elevation, which sounds like a move from Chrono Trigger... Uh, if you didn't want, it sounds Dark like one Ele- of those bad Paul W S Anderson films with Mila Jovovich fighting monsters. It's a trio tech in a Final Fantasy game. Like you, <laughs> you guys use Dark Ele- Elevation. It it has a levitation ability, but it also uses shadow and goes for massive damage. It's great. Um, if you didn't see Dark Elevation, Matt Seidel uh, ends up getting this title shot after. He pins Michael Nakazawa. The whole th- there's a lot of buildup to this goofy match with Nakazawa, who does the entire match where he's got a headset on, which is kind of impressive. Um, the most impressive part of that entire angle, and that's what we're doing to set up this Kenny Omega versus Matt Seidel match. Where if Matt Seidel wins this match, then he will get a title shot against Kenny Omega. And, like, Tony Khan decided to insert himself to create not the final beat of this story where Matt Seidel finally just gets the title shot, but this second beat of the story. It's very convoluted, and that's what we're getting next week. 
we had a lot between Dark, the main roster, NXT, of tag team bickering as a trope. And I am done with it. I am done. Yeah, the Bucks and, and the Good Brothers, Bear Country, and and uh, the Nightmare Family. Who else was bickering this week on AEW? Well, Bear Country wasn't. Oh, oh okay. well, Bear Country is just bickering. They're bickering with uh, the dinosaur people because yeah. they're going to have a match oh, with the Jurassic dinosaur Express, people. Oh, Jurassic Express, you're right. Yeah, yeah. The, that's just because um, they're going to have a match against them. The Nightmare Family is bickering. Sasha and Bianca are bickering. Okay, Diane. I, I want to speak on the Nightmare Family real quick. This QT Marshall thing, it, it, it needs to progress because oh, everyone... What? Oh, does it? It looks... It looks no because it looks stupid when they stay in this holding pattern, Hawkins. <laughs> they, they have been okay. QT Marshall tossed out the gun guys and gave Dustin Rhodes the finger back at the pay per view. He's never explained himself. He's been a dick multiple times since then. And the rest of the Nightmare family is always like. Oh, okay, here comes, here comes QT Marshall. It's going to be cool. Maybe he that's, likes us today. That's Cousin QT. He's having a bad day or whatever. It's like, okay, Are, whatever. Do you, do you still hate us? And he, he's like, yeah, I do. Uh, and they're like, okay, well, maybe tomorrow. Uh, it's dumb. It, it, and, like, it, it needed to move along. You can't, you can't just stay in this area just, that they've been in. I love that he comes walking out and there's Penta's just staring at him. And, <laughs> and he just, like, looks at Penta and, and then... And then everyone else, when he gets in the ring, doesn't confront him on like, wow, you were just like looking Penna down. Why didn't you do anything? He's just like, I didn't do anything. I, I chose to do nothing. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, well, okay. We wish you had done better. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> it's so dumb. I, I agree. Uh, anything else from AEW? I, I think that's it. Uh, okay. I, I think John Silver versus Darby Allen has the potential to be a fun little match next week. I agree. Week. Yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be fun. We'll, we'll see next week. Uh, let's let's bang out the NXTs. Just sure. Because there, these were some nothing happening shows for the most part. Other yeah. than, to me, I liked. Uh, I liked. Tr- uh, we'll do. U- we'll do UK first. I liked Trent Seven's match. I thought that was a lot of fun. I loved the story. Looking pretty damn svelte. I think I think I saw abs on Trent Seven, which is something I'd never seen before. God love him, because as, as a man challenged by weight stuff, relate. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. You know, Ben Carter's reimagining is fine. Whoop guy is back. <laughs> He's that whoop guy. No, but whoop guy started to have a little bit of a dude. Like, like when he did the whoops, it was, he did three and he was done with it. There's it was, no crowd was, there to whoop back at him. So he can't whoop. It, it did, okay. Old whoop guy would have whooped with whoop passion. What? Whether there were people there or not, because he believed in the whoop. This whoop guy. He believed in the whoop. He, he, he believed in the whoop. <laughs> That's the title this of this episode. Guy, yeah. He, this, this guy doesn't. Uh, it, it, it was, it was a little, it was a little long. Uh, I, Ben Carter becoming Nathan Fraser. What was funny about this is after they played the promo, they were having the match. And during the match, main commentary guy, whose name escapes me right now 
was reading his bullet points that they give everyone in WWE <laughs> to read for everything. And he literally reads bullet points that were included in the package that Ben Carter, now Nathan Frazier, said with regards to him becoming Nathan Frazier. And it was like word for word. And it was it was very funny. It was like... It's like when you st- nakedly steal someone else's ideas and try to pass them off as your own. It was a very funny moment. It, you know what it is? It, it's like you have that guy in the back of the class, and this is me, who mumbles a good joke, and nobody laughs because nobody hears it, and then, and then somebody <laughs> ahead of you says the joke, and ah, ha, 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 oh, isn't that funny? So, <laughs> uh, okay, why did Mako Satomura have to have such a long match with Danny Luna to rebuild her? I, I know. I, I thought that that was I, like, if you don't want to beat Danny Luna, that's fine. I like build. I like building Danny Luna. I like Danny Luna. Uh, I did not understand Danny Luna going up against Mako Satamora because they are trying to build Danny Luna and Mako Satamora would really just benefit from like demolishing some people. Agreed. Bring out, bring out some and bring out heels. Mako does not need to be going up against baby faces unless you're planning on turning her. Um, and if you are planning on turning her, turn her. Start by turning her. Let, like, make it clear in this match against Danny Luna, Luna should have been coming out for the handshake or then, like, oh, I can't wait to wrestle you. And Mako should have, like, just, like, swatted that thing away and, like, axe kicked Danny Luna <laughs> and, like, broke Danny Luna's heart. <laughs> Literally, just her heart broken in half. Yeah. Broke it with the axe kick. Coming down, delivering a blow that strikes so hard from the head down that it stops the heart of Danny Luna. And then Mako Satamore is declared the winner in a minute and three seconds. That's how this match should have went. Chris, let's let's talk about the longest running angle in NXT UK history right now. It's probably one of the best stories. Yeah. <laughs> and and Kenny Williams. We got character of the decade. We got character development there. Tell me about it. Yeah, so Amir Jordan went to work on some moves with Kenny Williams this week for their upcoming tag team match. And he, he really tried to implore Kenny, Hey Kenny, we gotta not cheat. And Kenny was like, Yeah, 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 we gotta not cheat. And Amir Jordan was like, Okay. And, and Kenny have heartedly agreed to do so. Um, and that was enough to get Amir Jordan on board here. So I, I think you are right that Amir Jordan is going to join in in the cheating with Kenny Williams here, ultimately. That they are not breaking up. That this team will stay together and stay strong. They're going to feud stay with united. Whoop Guy and, and, <laughs> and Lo-Fi. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> my boy Lo-Fi. Your boy Lo-Fi. I, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot else. I liked, man, I love Ginny on promos. I could do without Joseph Connor there, though. That... <laughs> oh, you know what, though? Now that I'm thinking about this, I wonder if maybe we are wrong. Because you know who the tag team champions are, right? In NXT UK right now, the tag team yeah. champions are pretty deadly. Yeah, and they just got belted. Yes. So, I think Amir Jordan oh, does stop yeah, Kenny Williams split. from winning the titles, and they split, and this split does happen because Amir Jordan chooses to not win the titles instead to protect his honor 
or his sense of decency it's or whatever. Best to crap. lose honorably. Yes, to pretty deadly. Two guys who definitely always play it by the book. Mm-hmm. Yep. They would do the same thing for us. I guess NXT UK is going to move times in a in a couple weeks, or is it is this next? It's April eighth, right? So uh, yes, I so think that, that's I think, like two I weeks. think that's the WrestleMania week, right? And then that that would be the prelude because they're doing the Hall of Fame on two on well no that Thursday oh. Oh, no, that's the second night of TakeOver. So Prelude makes sense because Prelude and... Okay, there we go. That's why it's called Prelude. Duh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have nothing else for NXT UK. Kind of a nothing show. A little bit of peace moving here and there. Nothing that stood out other than the Trent Seven match, which possibly might have been my favorite Trent Seven solo match in a long time. Yeah, no, look, I thought that match was really good. And if people are just looking for a good match to pop on, which I think I've made it pretty clear, I'm I'm a big fan of wrestling should be a thing where you could just pop on a good match and go, hey, who's that guy? I've never seen any matches of this Trent Seven before. This is a great opportunity to turn, and I know for a lot of people, like, I've seen Trent Seven, you know, a number of times, of course. Sure, he's had a nice long career. But... You know, if you've never seen Devlin before, great match to see Devlin before. And if you've never seen Trent Seven before, great match to go and see Trent Seven. Speaking of Jordan Devlin, he made a trip. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, "Ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from Arena Club the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying hey look at some random cards whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. 
you can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Over to Florida. One of the better segments on this NXT show, which uh, had a couple of really good segments and then everything else kind of lousy, I thought. Um, yeah. But I I love him and Escobar just being two confident jerks who are not going to give in to each other. I love that. I, I, I think I think Santos Escobar's promo work wasn't it was very sports entertainment, and I get that that's what they want to do with it. You know, because he's kind of like he's this taking, is where the Legato del Phantasm Phantasma stuff falls apart. It's because there's not enough of a character yes. in Escobar. The entire character, such as it exists at all, is here is this group called Legato del Phantasma. And it's gotten in the way of Escobar becoming somebody. Um, if he was somebody the way Devlin is somebody, this would be white hot. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, no, like, because Devlin, when I, when I say somebody, Devlin's a fully formed character. One of the great things about NXT UK, and, and you see this, it benefits everyone, including, like, people like Sam Gradwell. Uh, because there's a very hands-off approach, all of these guys have gotten to really sort of mature into more fully formed characters than the average character on other WWE products. Dave Mastiff is a more fully formed character than um, who's the dude who's standing behind LA Knight this week? Bronson Reed. Uh, it, kind of an analogous you comparison. You ripped my jacket. Oh, jeez. What are yeah. you doing? He's got no flavor at all. Dave Mastiff has layers. He's tagged with the hunt. He's been aggressive. He's been mean. He's been nice. He's been funny. Lots of layers to that guy. Um, Tyler Bay, Trent Seven. Dudes with layers. Jordan Devlin, dude with layers. We've seen him be funny. We've seen him be very serious. Um, even Gnome Dar. It's not always like ideal, but like Gnome Dar, dude with layers. Um, the problem is NXT US, Legal Del Fantasma. Like, what's the difference between Joaquin Wild and Raul Mendoza? Nothing. They've done nothing with characters. them. They're, nothing. they're, they're red Absolutely shirts. Nothing. They're red shirts for, yeah. for Santos Escobar. Which is ridiculous. And the only difference between Santos and those other two guys is that he's not the two guys. Yes. He's the one guy in front of the two guys, but he also doesn't have any personality. Uh, other things I liked. Walter coming in, here for that. Loved him destroying Ciampa. Thought that was nice. Uh, yes. Obviously, I think Thatcher and uh, and who else was off from uh, Imperium? Uh, oh, uh, uh, Alexander Wolf. I think they were part oh, of the protocol. right, right. I think right, they were part of the right, protocol, right, so they right. couldn't come in there, but it was a nice little angle. No, it actually advanced in a way the Ciampa and Thatcher stuff. It was good because it forced them to take a step back from all the damn talking that they were doing the week prior that was too much. There's too much talking, too much feel, emotion stuff, and like... I'll when take you real emotion. Jesus. <laughs> no, 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 no. But 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 the but the emotion we're playing with right here with Thatcher and Chop is doubt. 
And with doubt, less is always more. More, more does not create doubt. Yeah. More creates less doubt. So, so let like uh, I, I liked this um, because you, you're not sure why Thatcher's not there. Yeah, I, I like this, and I liked. Uh, man, I hope they don't break up Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. I. I yes, I, I, I know. would much Th- rather that her weird be in, tension promo. Yeah, I don't want the tension. I don't want that. Look, I know WWE does not believe that. Real stars don't have friends. It's the most ridiculous thing. But having Dakota and and Raquel as a unit has helped both immensely, in my opinion. I think Dakota Kai, she Dude, was. They uh, are covering up for each other so yes. nicely. Dakota doesn't need a lot of covering, but Dakota's getting enhanced with the pairing with Raquel and Raquel is getting enhanced in part because Dakota is doing a lot of carrying and covering for Raquel so that Raquel doesn't ever get overexposed. And it's been really good. And I have concerns that if you just break Raquel off from Dakota, you have they're different wrestlers, but they're also similar enough in look and in WWE's eyes that I'm just bringing up this comparison. You have like a lesser rear wear play. I think if you could break off Dakota and send her to the main roster to be Bailey's new bestie, that would work. Oh, that'd be fun. But that'd be fun. you got to get her out of that. You got to get her out of the entire division because otherwise she's she's dead at this point. This was her rebirth. This is her ascent. I'm here for Bailey and Dakota feuding, being friends and then feuding. I'm like, cool with you, that too. You sold me on this angle. No, you sold me on this angle. And that then, sounds really fun. Well, it was funny because when when she came in, it was like, oh, you know, they got another Bailey on their hands with what what Evie slash Dakota was doing at that time, and it'd be funny to see which one had to turn babyface, and maybe they tried out babyface each other at one time. But overall, I mean, like, I loved the match with Zoe Stark. I did. I liked Dakota in this because Dakota is just a rag doll. And she's just taking Zoe Stark's bumps. a hell of a seller, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Zoe's selling is really good. They did the it's, HBK it's... tribute spot, though, too, with the Shelton Benjamin one with the super kick. I thought I, I enjoyed yep. that, you know, because HBK trained Zoe Stark. Uh, yeah, and I think I think if Zoe gets a little bit more promo under her belt i think they got something there no i i really do i i there's there's certain stuff that i think she she just gets selling which is gonna hold her in really good stead she's got the look and yeah if she just gets better at promos no she's she's a star dude uh she she's a high level talent and you said you said aew like looked at her in past i believe so yeah I, I don't don't quote me on that. I, I'd have to look it up offhand. Uh, they passed on a lot of people. Uh, yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. I, I no, Stark will be one. It Stark will be one. I think they'll be regretting. Because uh, I think she's good. If, if I'm right on that, I think she did like a dark yeah, yeah, match, yeah. I think. But uh, no, I, I, yeah, she she's good. Uh, I'm a big fan. Um, you want me to keep going here? No, while no, you're no, looking? no, no. I uh, I'll tell you what I didn't like. This Karrion Cross Finn Balor thing. Number one, can we get can we get a suit on Karrion Cross when he's doing these types of angles instead of being a guy in a t-shirt? Because that would make him more badass. But everything with Ms. Fallen Prey over there and... <laughs> everything happens 
for a reason. You know, the the weird bump. Yeah, I... (laughs) The weird bump where, like, Bauer is going out, but he is not ever really baby-faced before Cross attacks her. He doesn't try to help her up or anything. Like, he never... We never really let Balor be a nice guy before the blindside attack. Okay, let me correct myself. TNA had her, or Impact okay. had her, and I think oh. passed. So I was I was wrong on that about AEW, and then she went to, uh, and then she signed with NXT. But uh, uh, yeah, definitely I, a mistake for Impact. Uh, yeah, Zoe Stark, uh, high level. But, yeah, there's no reason for these two to team other than this is the only trope they know, because we'll get to that in the main roster, where it's like the two people feuding for the title have to be a tag team to go up against the tag team champions. And you're like, why? There's no reason to do this. You know, yeah. Well, and it's boring, too. The, the mysticism stuff, it is hiding a fairly glaring plot hole, which is like, is... Scarlet really able to see the future and really does understand how everything is going to happen and therefore does actually know the outcomes of these matches? Or is she just like making all of this stuff up? And if she's doing the latter, like to what end is she doing that? It's a shout out to the late Yafit Kodo from Live and Let Die. <laughs> she's the Jane Seymour character. Yeah, or just a shout out to Isla Dawn, whose gimmick she's stealing. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> We're going to have tarot cards on a pole match with I, Isla, Dawn. Isla Dawn. Isla Dawn needs to come over and join up with Scarlet. They need to They need to get a third person. They can all be the fates. They can be the coven. And <laughs> they'll all do like... The witches from Macbeth. <laughs> oh, the Scottish play. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, oh. I, I, I was going. Oh, I was going for you know like something wicked. This way Atropos, comes. Or yeah, yeah. And, you know, draw the thread, cut the thread. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, it's not good. But <laughs> if you're gonna have multiple tarot card readers, they ought to work together. You would think that Karrion Cross would be savvy enough to know that you know if he has a second at ringside, she might get bumped accidentally I, I just it's it's such a lame lame and it's right in their wheelhouse type of thing and just went okay whatever um carrie cross and scarlet are moving very quickly into the fiend level of bad angles like i i like if carrie cross in the ring far more of course i think he's a great wrestler uh but i think the actual angles in the writing for scarlet is nearing fiendish levels. Yeah, uh, and you you brought up L.A. Knight. I don't care. Oh, he ruined my jacket. <laughs> Just nah, whatever. He ruined my jacket is weird on a couple of levels. This is his debut. It, what are they doing? Running an right. angle on the first thing instead of just introducing him and having right. him L.A. Beat Knight should have just. He needs to get a win. We need to know what his finishing move was, and I think we got that. But then Bronson Reed comes out. To antagonize L.A. Knight, and L.A. Knight was presented mostly as a heel, or as a heel in that match against August Gray, but when Reed comes out and breaks Knight's jacket, it's like, doesn't that make Reed the Well, no, because L.A. Knight interfered in Reed's match last week, so therefore in this convoluted... Oh, okay, that's right, that's right. 
That's right. I got nothing else for NXT. Do you? Um, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. Did you think anything highly of that? Uh, you know, I, I, I think the cops angle was a bit goofy. Yeah. And Regal cutting that promo where he's like, I hope the law drops all the charges so that we can have real justice here in the NXT. That's not how law works. (laughs) And that's not how life should work, actually. People press charges. I hope we can have the vigilante. (laughs) The law is going to be the law. What are you talking about? Uh, it's just yeah no there, there there are a lot of problems with that promo but uh yeah uh, other than that i was oh uh Danny Burge separates his shoulder yeah uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how how they deal with that issue um i guess maybe have pete dunn and lorkin as your tag team champion yeah you do the free bird rule why not yeah that actually that that instantly creates angles and matches and pairings and stuff. And yeah, you have two workhorses in Dunn and Lorkin. And I, it allows Lorkin and I guess Burge too to pivot out of the these goober characters that they've been and move into more serious champions. <laughs> well, let's move over to the main roster then. Fast lane preview. Let's do some non fast lane observations first. Number one. Someone needs to tell Shane McMahon that Boston University is not an Ivy League school. <laughs> or tell or no, tell tell Braun Strowman that. This this feud. This feud is death to me. I don't I don't like My entire it. life I've been bullied. You're bigger than everybody. People, Punch him in the face. I, I, what are you doing? I, I you you have done promos where you have said your entire life you were bigger than everyone and you bullied them. Yeah. So like uh, I I remember this because you were heel and these are the promos you would do. <laughs> but no one believes. Looking at this man that he it was bullied. I'm not even saying that uh, he might have been, for all I know. But no one would believe that just looking at him. And they did nothing to get over that. <laughs> they didn't show pictures of him Chris, as a kid. Chris, hurt what? people hurt people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, uh, no, I want pictures of him from when he's like 10. And he's like the kid with like the like the brace crutches and like braces and like big like this is young braun Strowman pre wwe i never thought that i would ever be taken seriously I, I by montage. anyone i didn't think i could love i want a i want like an i want a made up child that it was his best friend and i want a montage of pictures like him holding a brick crying while there's a broken window and the other kids running. And goes, that was my friend Pete. He was a smart kid, but he'd always pick, like that one time he threw a brick through Mr. Johnson's window and handed me a brick and then ran and then blamed me for it. And there was a time that, that somebody farted in class and it was him, but he blamed me. <laughs> what a stupid I, I, feat this is. It's so dumb. It's not resonant with anyone. 50-year-old, 51-year-old, whatever That's the other thing is, you you brought back, you're talking about the 51-year-old Shane McMahon. I was thinking about bringing back Hulk Hogan, and the whole business argument for that is to appeal to your demographic. Um, Your demographic who are 50-something-year-old men 
who who do we really think these 50-something-year-old men are looking at Braun Strowman and really see the childhood version of themselves in Braun Strowman? Small uh, tear as he really, goes down their eyes yeah, or what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I miss my wife, and I also <laughs> remember that. <laughs> I remember when I was in high school and I ran for three touchdowns. Yeah, and then Shane's jumping off the top through a table because Daddy doesn't love him. 51-year-old man. They gave away so much Shane on this, too. And beyond giving away so much of the Shane stuff, it diminishes the broad angle because how does broad get his heat back at this point? Annihilate Shane? And then what does that get Braun? Uh, Does that finally prove that he's not stupid? (laughs) I beat him. I mean, I'm the smartest man alive. (laughs) <laughs> Shane like, McMahon's lying, oh, lifeless, oh, and the ring's like, oh. who's stupid now? Who's I, stupid I, now? I now want this to be some sort of weird, twisted version of Flowers for Algernon, where where Braun becomes like a super genius. <laughs> He's like, he becomes like the smartest man in WWE. But only, only for a while, <laughs> and it, the angle ends with him becoming dumber than ever, and also <laughs> sad. <laughs> Me talk good at one time. Me, me, me no longer add. Me miss book. Me miss book. Me read good time. Some. Flowers for Algernon, by the way. Really great book. Really oh, yeah. well written. Fun book. Yeah, yeah. Deep cut well, right there from old Hawkins. Yeah. No, it, it, and <laughs> way, way better than the movie. Like, don't watch the don't movie. Watch the you got to read the book. No, no, because the, the book... It's so much the story is actually in the advancement and the degradation of the writing style throughout the text. <laughs> I want to see him at the peak intelligence level where he just becomes I, so self-aware. He's like, no, I'm not going down the ring for to, that match. I, I want it. He becomes world champion. He's like the unified champion. He's a genius. And like, like <laughs> Well, you see, Michael, one of the things that's been a problem in this company for many years is we haven't had a sustaining champion. There's been a lot of issues when it comes to booking. He just keeps going. Ten-minute genius promo identifying all the problems in the company. No, the problem here, Michael, is character motivation. (laughs) (laughs) You know, long-form storytelling, Michael. Let me say these words. I don't really... Do I really believe you gotta what I'm let, saying? You gotta let people just go out there and say what they want to say. Let me take Michael. a look at your rundown sheet here. Now, would I really, would a man of my intellect, like, go full Bockwinkle on this thing? Yeah, uh, I think everything else can be covered in the fast lane preview, with the exception of the greatest video that they have done in years that made actually main roster television. I'm not talking Raw Talk or SmackDown or or, or uh, Talking Smack. That promo for King Corbin versus Sami Zayn was absolutely fantastic comedy. Tip of the cap to those writers who came up with that. Because I laughed my ass off at a few nobody wants to see and them actually admitting it on television. What is frustrating about that on some level is it gets back to the, well, who did that then? And does that not confirm Sami Zayn's whole theory that there is a conspiracy against him? Yes, the the weird thing is there's actually a conspiracy against him. 
Yes. <laughs> and so it, it, it was a problem in that sense because then Owens is out there and he's sitting at the desk and he's like, there's no conspiracy against Zayd and Sammy. No, they're obviously Sammy. It's they're me, obviously Braun. Is. It's me, Braun. Let me explain this to you. He pulls down like like, like lights. Now on this overhead projector, you see you see the ways that this company has been screwing you for years. And just have Braun be the great explainer to everybody about it, and just explain to Sammy here here here's the actual conspiracy about you. You were right all along. So I'm with you. Like in a vacuum, the joke is funny. Like there's nothing wrong with yeah. the joke in a vacuum. Um, but given the story that they are telling, it was the exact wrong time to tell this joke. Um, and this joke is super counterproductive to the actual story being told at present time. So in that sense, I'm against it. And we're gonna get Kevin Owens falling off of something big, probably the pirate ship onto Sami Zayn at some point at Mania. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah that's right. Okay. Uh, well, you got to uh, fast lane up. Uh, fast lane. I sing it like Sega. Um, yeah, I've got it up. Okay, I've got it up. Let's uh, let's run it down and give our picks here. So first we have Riddle versus Second in Command in Retribution, <laughs> Mustafa Ali, uh, singles match for the United States Championship. Who do you got on this one? You know, I think an Ali title run would be really a lot of fun. What in the hell are they doing with this Riddle character? What? <laughs> he likes scooters. He likes he, scooters. He, he, he likes scooting. I yeah. I, it's just it makes no sense. It makes no sense what they're doing with this kid. Uh I, I got I got Riddle somehow pulling it out, and then maybe maybe Retribution splits up to be non-factors elsewhere i don't know yeah i feel as though because i think retribution is getting like a getting like a beat down by hogan during a vignette or something because they really haven't that's, that's the other thing braun can do let me explain to you why retribution is oh, so bad no, right no 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 you could have Hogan and Titus beat up Retribution in Ultimate Vince Wrestling Point. That's what they're gonna do. Uh, That's where, what I think they're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they were. So I think on that point, I think Ali wins this match because I think Ali gets the train back on the tracks after winning the title, and we've been teasing the dissension among the ranks here in the build-up to the switch. So I think Ali wins. That's going to be my pick. Okay, I got Riddle. Um, which gets, it gets Slapjack one step closer to the belt. <laughs> okay. Next, we have Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. <laughs> this suit, again. What is, what is with the purple man fading into oblivion? So it looks like a power sprayer went over his suit this week. Last week, he looked like a carpet from a 1970s playroom. This week. Yeah, yeah. Last week is I got this from Richard Dawson's closet. This week is I got this from Prince's yard sale. Uh, it was quite the look. He's wearing the glove, but the glove doesn't mean anything. It's like I'm gonna make this aesthetic choice. It's gonna make me an edgy. I'm I'm the villain who I'm the villain who wears one shoe this week. I'm one shoe. Yeah, no. His his heel character is I I dress like an asshole. That is his heel character. <laughs> <laughs> I wear dress shoes with no socks. Look at me. Yeah. 
<laughs> I look like a dick. That that's his character. Uh, I think I think um, this is action movie uh, one hundred and one. The friend of of yeah. the main guy dies, and so Cesaro will vow revenge. So I think this might yeah. this could possibly steal the show. I think this gonna, might no. Be I think this good. could be really fun. Um, I think Nakamura could turn in a really fun performance here. Uh, like really good. Nakamura could have a lot of fun being the like Apollo Creed character. Yes. In this feud for Cesaro. If he and, dies, and he I dies. Like yeah. Yeah. I, I'm into this. I, I'm very into this. Uh, especially if it means no more Murphy and that this is the direction we're taking the storyline <laughs> in. No, I mean, seriously, I thought Murphy was a mistake. Uh, it, also like Rollins counting the number of times he was swung was stupid. Like, I don't care. Um, this gets it a little bit more real. Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. No, that's uh, not on Fastlane, blow- I don't think. I thought that was... Uh... No, it is. It is? It is, uh, co- according to the Wikipedia. Yeah. Hey, the Wikipedia, Wikipedia is wrong, but... Okay, let's let's assume it's true and pick anyways. Okay. Um, I got Braun Strowman winning. I think Shane wins and we get a... We get a... We get a different... Uh... We get a stipulation match at Mania. <laughs> Shane wins and says, I respect you, but you're stupid. <laughs> or, <laughs> Well, you see, see, Shane, that doesn't make any sense because... Oh, I, want, I want brain surgeon, smartest man in the world, Braun Strowman. <laughs> I'm out here to shake your hand. I want to tell you, buddy, I respect you. You're dumb as hell. And I proved that. But you proved to me that you're tough. Well, Seth, that, that's, a, that's a hypocritical <laughs> statement you're making right there that really doesn't compound to the bounds of sportsmanship. <laughs> okay, yeah, this feud uh, must continue until Shane gets yeah. thrown off of something very high as well, I think, at some point. Uh, and next is a little bit of history. You like history. I like history. You, you want to make a little history here. We got the first intergender match on WWE pay-per-view. Never before. That's You're squinting like that's not a real fact. It's it's the realest fact you've ever heard. Uh, and Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton oh, plowing ahead and making this bold new frontier in the decade. This is certainly the first intergender match on a pay-per-view this decade. And uh, <laughs> what a match it, it promises to be. Who you got in this one, Jeff? I think the fans are going to be the real winner of this match. Yeah, I think so. Oh, geez. We're going we're gonna to get him puking up oil or whatever the hell it is. At some point, she's going to morph into the fiend. or some, Who wins? Nobody wins. This match is going to suck ass. Um, <laughs> I I try to forget about the Randy Orton Alexa Bliss like fiend stuff. Uh, Charlie Crusoe comes down and hits Randy. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess Bliss wins because the fiend does something and that allows her to pin the, that. Like Orton doesn't win. This is this, this is I a think complete setup loses. for Mania. All these matches. Yeah. So you know. You're going to get a lot of screw jobs, a lot of story finishes and all these. Yeah, I I think somehow, somehow Alexa Bliss wins this. Yeah. Uh, Boy, what what a caduce of a match it promises to be. Next, we have Big E versus Apollo Crews. I got to tell you, 
If you if you don't have a lot of time in your week this week, make sure you set aside a little bit to go and watch this fantastic promo on SmackDown between Apollo Crews, who's really finding his voice in this new character, <laughs> and Biggie Langston, who has found several voices in his character at once. You know, I... at once. Yeah, they 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 flow freely in between. You remember the faces of Foley? Imagine that. But with voices, it's the voices of Big E, and he does three or four of them, in, sometimes in a paragraph. Voices of Big E is a different podcast network that we're going to have to... Yeah. <laughs> I did not like this Big E promo compared to last week. I know that uh, that puts me in a minority of a lot of people. <laughs> Wait, to, people liked this promo? I didn't buy him being angry, but some people did over on... No. A, I did Fightful's post-Smackdown show tonight and there were people that liked it and thought I was wrong and I'm just like did you buy he was actually angry for a moment I mean I like that he said he was gonna kill no him. that was kind of cool but other than that no other than other until until he got into the golf cart I hated this because also Apollo yeah, the, the 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 part when he crashes the golf cart and starts attacking Apollo was great yes all the talking and stuff was actually quite lousy Apollo and Apollo's was character losing his, was losing his accent quite a bit there. This the, the thing that he's doing. I look if we're gonna play Nigerian prince or Nigerian royalty, we gotta get rid of Corbin being royalty, and we gotta go all in with with Apollo being royalty and really buy into the character because this ain't it. Yeah, Apollo should have bodyguards and stuff. Yes. I mean, I, I I didn't like. I don't like this character, so I I, I will. Start I don't either. With I'm, I'm every, uncomfortable. Everything with it. I am saying is contingent of if we have to do this, which we should not be. So put that in the parentheticals as we move into this segment. Black wrestling uh, Twitter has disagreed with me. They say if if you're offended by this, go ask some Nigerians. And I'm just like, okay, I'm not gonna opine on that anymore. I, I'm just uncomfortable I mean, with it. I, I am. I, I really am. I think it's. I think it's. Yeah. I, I, find, mean, I don't think he's finding the line. I don't between think he's finding anything. Or yeah. I, I don't think he's finding anything. Uh, so gonna I don't off, like he's gonna the rip off Sammy Zayn of all his bank account. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so either he is part of like an instable part of Africa. And that's why he's got these like militia dudes flanking him. Like they did the one week and then they walked away from that. Or he's just going to keep kind of riffing aimlessly on stories that his grandfather who is royalty is. And, and here's the thing kind of subtextual thinking about as he went down that kind of pathway in his promo today is it, the subtext there is, People come over and they go, oh, well, you know, in my country, I'm a king. Well, here in America, you can't even get an intercontinental title shot. So, like, what does that say? Um, is that really that strong of an, a narrative? Um, I, I just, this is very wrongheaded. Uh, and, and Apollo Crews doesn't need all this, doesn't need all of this and never needed all of this. And, and moving him and pushing him was really not all that much harder than... Have him have a really good match with Big E and realize that he needs to turn heel in order to win the match. Mm -hmm. And they could do that without either one of them <laughs> working in these accents. Um, and I think Big E's accents get in the way of him actually delivering real emotion. Yeah, he's getting into uh, 
I, I, no, I don't want to go down this path. But yeah, I don't like. I'd just rather he be angry, be straight ahead angry, as opposed yeah. to. It feels like somebody gave him a stage direction to play up that anger along with the almost the preacher voice type of thing, and it's it, it's not it's not a nice mix. I think this match ends with a no decision or somehow Apollo finagles his way and cheats his way into the title and it's stripped and this becomes the multi-person match, possibly a ladder match, and I think Zayn and Owens are folded into this as well and that becomes the match for uh, for, for Mania. Interesting. I think that Apollo wins. Straight up? Fair or straight cheat? up? No, he has to cheat. He has to cheat because he's a yeah, heel. yeah, yeah. All yeah, heels yeah, must yeah, cheat yeah. for some reason. But yes, uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Or, or we go to like a non-finish, and this becomes your stipulation match for Mania. It's not necessarily a ladder match, but maybe it's like a last man standing match or something like that. See, or I there's think, another. I think he wins, but I think he gets stripped. I think it's one of those things where it's like, well, now Adam Pierce is gonna step in and say, no, you didn't do whatever. Well, uh, I, I don't really understand how, how about this? Uh, power structures work here on SmackDown. So. Double pin. Ooh, the old double pin yeah. finish. Yeah. 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 But, but if there was one that was actually destined for a legitimate change, um, it, or the two that are destined for actual legitimate changes would be Ali and Cruz. So I think one of those two guys is winning, um, maybe both. Um, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and say Cruz wins. Okay. Next. And then we get to Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan with Edge as your special guest enforcer here in this match. A uh, a prickly, testy Edge rocking a Shadow Man themed tights. This uh, is this is one of the weirder ways to build a Mania match, and I get the feeling they've decided it's going to be a three way now in Mania. Yeah. Oh yeah. With Daniel yeah, yeah, Bryan yeah. taking the fall. I don't understand why yes. Edge is angry at Daniel Bryan because he's facing the champion. He he decides he wants to face the champion, but it, it's like he has no blood feud with Roman Reigns. There's no, you know, so, okay, so what? So, so, so Daniel Bryan gets a title shot first and he wins the title. Okay, I'm facing Daniel Bryan. Perfect. But this is way too heelish. And I don't want, again, a lot with Christian, I don't think legends who are pushing 50, and I say that, I say that with a tear in my eye because Edge and Christian are my age. They're 47. I don't think they should be playing. I don't think Edge should be the ultimate opportunist. I don't I don't want to see him screw Daniel Bryan out of the title and then have to build a feud with Roman or because they never build three-way feuds. Well, they never build this feud and then this feud and then this feud correctly. It's always he beats him, he beats him, he beats him. 50-50-50-50-50. And it's it's much like the the tag team match on uh, on SmackDown tonight. So I, I just I get the feeling Jay Uso comes down, Edge takes out Uso, and then at some point either an accident happens and Brian loses, or Edge purposely decides he wants to be in Roman and Daniel Bryan should have never stuck his face in this, and so we're gonna screw him. And now we have heel versus heel kind of, and Daniel Bryan in there. <coughs> Yeah, I, I think we're building to a three-way match at Mania. I don't share your animus towards Edge being a heel. Uh, I think, and it's the same thing with Christian, too. I just think it's a it's a better presentation, to be honest, than 
having them be a baby face. And the one thing I don't want is the cool heel thing. The, like, the absolute worst case scenario would be either Edge or Christian ending up in the Chris Jericho zone of being the cool heel where they become like a heat suck. Uh, that sort of thing. But you won't have to worry about that because you're not in front of audiences too much. But uh, I think that Edge screws Daniel Bryan out of the win. I think there's a visual point in the match where Bryan can win the match, is not able to do so. Uh, uh, well, uh, Michael Cole basically gave away the finish for this match, too, where he said that the special guest enforcer will have some sort of official capacity in the match so like they can count a pinfall or not count a pinfall. So I think maybe Edge counts three on Bryan and counts a fast three. Um, that, that could be the active hand here. Or Roman, or Roman has his feet on the ropes and, and edge counts three. Edge still counts the three. Yeah. 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 No, but either edge doesn't count when he should or does count. Um, however, when edge inserts himself in his official capacity during this match, he screws Brian out of the match. Like that's how this goes. Okay. So we're in agreement. Roman wins this by edge chicanery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And then we have Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Uh, the intrigue, the dynamics, the depth between Nia and Shayna. Let me, Beautiful. Let me get the positive part out. I thought Asuka coming down and murder-deathing Shayna was fantastic and creepy. And I don't think they played it because I think this was an Asuka heel turn, to be honest with you, to put up against Charlotte, possibly. Because Asuka having way too much fun killing Shayna. And Shayna's, this is the first time I think we've seen Shayna in peril face, which I thought was great. That that screenshot of her about to go in that buckle with like the fear of God in her eyes. That, that was something to me. I, I, I enjoyed that. But yes, bicker tag team number one, bickering tag team number two, tag team number three that nobody gives a crap about inserting themselves in this feud between Natty and Tamina. Yeah, uh, <laughs> come ahead. I hope Reginald ends up becoming the manager of Natty and Tamina so that he can continue to expand his reach inside the division. Well, you know, Natty's interested in wine. <laughs> yeah, my boy Reggie Bechdel, he is there. <laughs> that should be his last name, yes. Yeah, the Reggie Bechdel. Bechdel. Test, yes. yeah, 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 Reggie Bechdel, baby. <laughs> I could, oh God, you can see so much crap here. And it just is going to be crap because they, they played it up even more tonight with Naya accidentally hit, or Shayna accidentally hit Naya, and then Naya didn't save Shayna. And then Bianca came up there, okay, let's go, Sasha. You can do it. You can do and it. And then Sasha comes out and, like, doesn't want to go ringside. Yes. And, like, and Sasha, between Sasha, Bianca, the, the issue continues to be like, who am I supposed to actually like here? I think it's Bianca, but they're both just like, I wouldn't want to actually know either one of these two characters right now. And I think Bay Mella probably comes down at some point during this match, too, because they got nothing to do. So, you know, and Reginald's down there. So Carmella comes down there. Yeah, I just I don't care. Uh, Naya and Shayna are going to retain, in my opinion, because I think Sasha 
accidentally hits Bianca or Bianca accidentally hits Sasha and Sasha walks off. Oh, I off. think Sasha go. Yeah, I think Sasha walks off on Bianca. And I, the only question is, is that a heel walk off or is that just a miscommunication walk off? It's a, it's a, it's a confident walk off. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Which, which, She's showing her <laughs> confidence right now. That's what that is. Good this, Lord. This pay-per-view has, like... Like real stinker has level suck potential. potential. It does, and yeah, there's gonna be a lot of suck people potential. because it's all gonna be storyline setting up for Mania, and I think yeah. people are gonna be mad at that. And there's no reason yeah. to do this other than to test Peacock out to see if he can handle the bandwidth. Uh, uh yeah. yeah, but the, the, this is gonna be a where's the wrestling type of show, I imagine. Yeah, other than maybe Big Shinsuke. E and Big E and Apollo and Shinsuke and Seth better deliver like hell. We have one more match, right? No. I thought we... Don't we have Drew and Sheamus? Oh, yeah, that's right. Drew and Sheamus. That's uh, not here on my Wikipedia version of it. But, yeah, I think Drew and Sheamus is on this. That should be a good match. Lashley's coming down. <laughs> Lashley's going to come down and destroy Sheamus at some point, I think. Maybe. Oh no, Well, oh. no, he already did it on Raw for the most part, so he doesn't have to here. Sheamus continues to have good matches right now. Like, yeah, I mean, he's a hard-hitting guy, so it's interesting to yeah. watch him still, but yeah, I uh is there is there a uh is there a stipulation on this one? I don't think so. I think this is just uh they're just having a match cuz like that's how that's how they ended raw where after Lashley So they went from a street annihilates... fight to a straight match? <clears throat> Hold on. Yeah, cuz there's nothing to this cuz Lashley beats Sheamus. And, like, Sheamus is in the ring. Drew hits that Claymore on Lashley. And then he's staring down Lashley. He's like, WrestleMania, WrestleMania, and point at the sign. Because that's what you got to do. And then Sheamus stands up. And, like, right as they're ending the show and they have, like, the little, you know, like, credit thing up there, Drew McIntyre goes, we're going to have a really great match here on on Fastlane. It's a no-holds-barred match. No-holds-barred. So, like, uh, you're allowed to fight outside the ring match. You punch guys in the penis and fish hook them and... Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. One hold bar or something like that. <laughs> Can't do an Irish whip. Because Seamus gets Did sad you... about that. <laughs> Nakamura needs that so he can get the he get the low blows back in. Yeah, this is a... That was AJ Styles. Uh, oh, by the way, what do you think... They switched the tag team titles off the Hurt business to get to Omos yeah. and AJ. I, yep. To me, that's part elevated. We got to elevate Bobby. How can we do that? Let's get the titles off his flunkies so we can beat them. But also, the spectacle. I don't even of Omos. think they thought about. They never even thought about the visual of like the whole Hurt business out there with the titles. Uh, I, I mean, because if you, yeah, I, yeah. If, if you were actually going, that also really kind of gives away the hand for how WrestleMania is going to go, right? Um, where, like, obviously Lashley's going to lose the title. Uh, I, he's not leaving Mania as champion because they didn't even care about the visual of the Hurt Business having all the gold. Um, they didn't care about making that, like, a key pivot point. Yeah, and I could see him turning on the Hurt Business for losing. You know, like, they try yeah. to interfere yeah. at some point. He gets mad at them. Oh, now Bobby Lashley's a big star. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. This, this, oh, he, uh, he had honor. He was ultimately a champion who wanted to fight with honor, and and the hurt business was getting in his way. 
Um, maybe presaging him becoming a baby face, which would I be will boring. guess that at the end of the year, we will be calling this probably the worst pay-per-view of the year. Yeah, I, it has real potential. Um, I, I hope I'm again, wrong. The, I hope I'm wrong. I, if it ends with Shane McMahon standing over Braun Strowman saying, <laughs> you are very stupid. You are very, very, very stupid. Maybe it'll be the best show of the year. Boston University's not in the Ivy League, you moron. <laughs> stupid. 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 Oh, the, so Randy Orton, stupid. the Randy Orton, stupid, stupid, like he did to Kofi when he screwed up that, yeah. yeah. Probably to Charlie when she was late to an interview. Uh, anyways, again, if you all would write to Peacock and say, hey, why not? Uh, why not interview old candidate number one eight nine eight nine seven seven? Just a yeah, nicely worded one eight nine nine eight seven seven. Like, you know, that's my candidate number in the database. You know, yeah. they, I'm, I'm in there. Uh, you can follow me at Crap Game Thirteen. You can follow the show at Shake Them Ropes. We are part of Voices of Wrestling. You can follow Chris at DWATG. I try and remember the acronym every time. <laughs> D-A-W-T-G, but no, D-W-A-T-G, short for Don't Worry About the Government. Chris has his own Patreon, uh, which you can pay for to hear his thoughts about politics. Chris, tell us what you got this week. Yeah, uh, like so don't worry about the government's free. If you want to just check out the show, you can oh. check out the show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify. Uh, we have a video feed up on YouTube, too. You can go and check it out over at YouTube. And if you want to see video versions of the show and support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash DWATG. That'll get you the video versions of the show as well as the audio versions. And, like, you know, once a month I try to slide in there and do, like, an extra cast or something. I think I was delinquent on that in February. Or maybe I'm delinquent on that in March. But but one of these two months, I've been delinquent on that. So I'm going to work on that. Um, and real quickly, uh, I guess as we're ending the show here, uh, I want to end on this note uh, because it does sort of involve our community. This week, there was a, a rather horrible mass shooting in Atlanta, Georgia, involving people who were targeted for the offense, uh, I'm putting that very much in quotes, of looking as though they were people from Asia and they were targeted as such. And in the wrestling community, we have, over the last several years, had a, a real issue um, at times, especially from certain segments of the crowd, um, towards bullying and harassment and targeting certain Japanese talents. Uh, it wasn't all that long ago that Hana... Um, ended up committing suicide due to cyberbullying um, by people who you know, said all sorts of horrible sorts of things. And I know that I don't have a particularly large platform here. And I'm speaking at this point specifically for myself. Um, there is a person in this community, James Cornette, who I have respect for um, in his professional wrestling career, um, what he did with the Midnight Express, one of my favorite tag teams. But he has, on his show, on numerous occasions, but as recently as this past week, said offensive, racist, um, denigrating comments about wrestling talents who, whether or not you think they are very good in the ring, there is a way to make that point without saying, uh, I'm not even going to do impressions of it, but one of the people he was targeting was Maki Ito, and making... 
um, it, what is known in wrestling business as English sort of comments um, with regards to Maki Ito. And it's not acceptable. It has no place in wrestling commentary. And we can all do something to clean this crap up. This has no place, like, in my dominion. And for my part, Jim Cornette, stop. And if you think this stuff's all right, you're wrong. It's not just that Jim Cornette does this stuff. It's that his legions of Twitter followers who are very devoted. Like, if you run into people, I don't get into the arguments with them, but, like, even online and in message boards, his, his stuff's not gospel, people. You don't have to go and stay and parrot these same things and, and engage in it and go after people like that. Now, apparently, I, I'll give an update because I am aware of this. Mikey Ito says that her Twitter was hacked, and that's why she shut it down. I think that's a very gracious excuse because I saw some of the comments that were going towards her. You don't have to be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. People do that for clicks. People do that for downloads. People do that for hot takes. For, for hey, did you see what he said on this on the internet? Be better than that, man. Because Especially after the death of Hannah Kimura. We know that social media can destroy people. We know that people's self-worth can go through that. We know... We know that people dig up. I mean, dig up. And we know what happens when media figures choose to use their platform to target individuals in certain ways, too. Yeah. And all these things are of a piece. They all lay together. And so, yeah, like, look, I here's my here's what I expect. I expect Jim Cornette to either never hear this and not care about it, or look at this and go, that guy looks like Seth Rollins, and completely just disregard me and toss me to the side. They ever worked in the industry? What I what I would love to say at some point, Jim, if you really wanted to surprise me, if you saw this and you really wanted to surprise me, is you know I heard that long haired twerp, and he actually had a point on this, and I'm not going to say things like what I've been saying with regards to Maki Ito anymore. So if you really want to do me, if you really want to shock me, do that. Yeah, well, if you expect graciousness we'll from him, he might be hosting WrestleMania next year. 